0: journalist, not a terrorist. Stick up for the First Amendment. The in America. I know what's right. Get out and vote. The First Amendment tight. Don't let nobody vote for you. The in America. With the Lafayette Square. Yeah. First Amendment. Cause Trump don't care. November vote blue. Get the kids out of the cages. Get
1: our vote and increase our wages. Come on now. All characters and events in Nahara in America, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated, really Badly. Even though we are using names and likenesses in Nahara in America, this is only done to use for comedy parody purposes. The show is not real or meant to harm. In okay,
0: I got a patch uh okay, um, yeah, uh okay, yeah, Kim. Okay, yeah, Patcherman. Uh, Kim, Kim, Kim Hi. Kardashian. Hi, Rick. Hi. You
1: okay?
0: Hi.
1: I'm just bored. Okay, you it's, it's two
0: in the morning. Yeah, we're editing in the Hair in America. Yeah, it's two I in the morning. Just, it's a little late. Where are you at now?
1: I'm in. I don't know if this is Wyoming or Calabasas because <laughs> there's like a lot of hills. Okay, and could, like uh, grass.
0: Is there buffalo? Do you see a buffalo?
1: Um, I see a Range Rover.
0: Okay, that's Calabasas. You're in Calabasas. So what's going on? Yeah. yeah, Look, I know you're going through a lot right now, but you really should seek help. Have you been drinking?
1: Yeah, I'm drinking a little bit and just trying to unwind. I had a really hard day telling my governess... What to do with my kids? Okay. That's... And then I had to take Kanye. You know, I had to take care of all his tweets. Kim, these I'm are the, these are
0: these are rich people problems. No offense. We're, we're editing, and I'm really sorry. What's going on with Kanye? Obviously, okay. he's having some some sort of a breakdown. If there's any way you can help him, we're all praying for you too. We just really are. We're yeah, praying.
1: Yeah, I thought I'd help him by retweeting some of the symptoms he's having, uh-huh. and I just thought by putting. Him, like, what he's feeling on Instagram mm-hmm.
0: would help. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm at a bar. Okay, all right, Kim, Kim, maybe... You, uh, okay, you're not... Where are you at? Are You're not driving, are you?
1: Um, am I... No. No. I feel like I'm driving. Okay, all right. But I'm just sitting Kim, looking at this
0: mural. Kim, p- pull over to park your car. I want you to... Okay. Take the keys out, and I okay. want... I want you to throw him outside the window. Throw him outside the window. Don't drive. Okay. Don't drive. Just look, Kim. I'm sorry this is okay. happening to you, but mm. okay. Threw him out the window. I think I just
1: hit one of my security guards. Okay,
0: all right. That's another reason not to drive. Sorry, just, Tony. Okay, t- t- Kim.
1: Okay. You need
0: help. That's what you need right now. If there's any way I could help you? I would be there. But I'm. I'm. I am editing, and I really need to get this done. And just you know, just you know, maybe a little rehab. It could help. It really um, would.
1: I know Rick I I don't I don't
0: know Kim 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 Oh this is sad uh, Kim Okay Kim You're gonna get well Kanye's gonna get well And who knows I really wanna be the first lady I, you, you You You're even more qualified Than the first lady we have I, uh, you're, you're I more, know You're more Everybody of a genius
1: no, I but think I'm so much hotter. I,
0: that's the prerequisite to being a first lady, and you've got it. So just, I
1: know. Kim— And, like, you know, she didn't come out with an eyeshadow palette. No,
0: she has she never done that. She
1: didn't make a se- well she did make a sex tape. Uh, but you know
0: what? Yeah.
1: I worked hard.
0: You have worked— And all
1: she did was come from Armenia or Slovenia or— Estonia whatever it's, one of those
0: countries yeah yeah she did but Kim America loves you America loves Kanye I know and
1: so does Armenia yeah
0: and compared to our last president I think Kanye would do better so listen thanks for I calling get, get some help call me anytime you need help thanks. can I
1: call you in five
0: minutes yeah call me in five minutes don't, 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 I bo- love you love you too Kim I, lo- don't, I
1: love don't, you don't,
0: don't, I love you yeah don't don't don't, don't like patch her it. yeah I got that Kim don't patch her through Do not. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, next up is an incredible comedian and a good friend, Aurelio Bocanegra. He's got speed, talent, abilities. He's good looking, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I'm I'm intimidated. I think back to my days when I was, was a model myself, but because of that speedo accident on the runway in Milan... That cut me short. So, and what have you been up to now? What's going on?
2: Hey, what's going on, man? I'm just trying to stay cool. Just trying to do my best to make sure that I can afford air conditioning in times yeah. like these. <laughs> yes,
0: very important. Otherwise, you want to get away from the 7-Eleven ice jar. Have you gone overseas to entertain the troops? I'm sure you have.
2: Yes, I did. uh, I did a tour for the troops throughout Europe, which was amazing. You know, I I was in the Air Force. Yeah. And I didn't fly planes for everybody, for all your listeners that are listening. I didn't fly. There's a lot of jobs. There's somebody that has to gas the plane, wash the plane, you know, put the bombs on the plane. I was the guy
0: that guarded the plane, you know. Mm. (laughs) So, so I got to visit a base
2: where I had been like 13, 14 years before while I was serving. Mm -hmm. I got to go back while, you know, performing. So that was, that was amazing.
0: Then what was that experience for you? I mean, to be in front of your...
2: For me, it was crazy because I went to like one of the bases I went to in Portugal. There was a guy that I served with. He was still in. I was like, what? What are you doing, bro? So I, I got to r- run into some people that I served with. I got to go to a base I had been to before. It's amazing. And I also, I understood why the comedy was appreciated because I remember serving and I remember how you love Tastes of Home. When you're in another country and you're 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, you are probably you, you know first time away from home. You're experiencing everything's brand new and you just want some of what you grew up with. Mm-hmm. And so when we were able to come back and bring that or come to the bases and bring that, it was amazing. Like America is great because of its diversity. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at the Olympics, we do amazing in the Olympics because we don't have just one certain group of people to pull from. We have all the best people. Because we're so multicultural, so multifaceted. So, for me, when you serve in the military, that's how I met dudes from New York and dudes from the South, dudes from Texas and Minnesota and all these different parts of the country. And you get to see that the reason why we're great and we're the best military in the world is because we're so multifaceted and so diverse. It's like being, when you're part of a team, you know, even like a sports team, you Mm -hmm. you sweat, you bleed with your brothers and and stuff. And so, you guys fight for each other. Fight for what you represent. I feel like, you know, since we are in a pandemic, uh, you know, it's very important that your listeners watch season 10, episode one of Bones, because I'll get a paycheck.
0: (laughs) Yes, you're on that. No, it's great. But getting back to this, you are—what I I like about you is you're personable and people like you. I mean, coming from the military— With your point of view, it's just great. I'm sticking by your solution. I'm going to get out and vote. I I hope you are, too. I'm I'm sure you are. Oh, a thousand percent. Oh, yeah. I will be out there in a line to vote if I have to. I'll be there for days trying to vote because whatever it takes, I'm going to get out and vote. It is a right that our people have fought for, we've fought for, and you've served in in our great nation. It's the reason you served. When you swear, isn't it to protect the Constitution? Is that your oath?
2: Yeah, I swear to support and defend the Constitution. Yes, but I just love performing, and um, I really, really, really like. I don't do. I don't do it for the size of the special. I don't do it because you know I like want to make like a ton of. I do it because I absolutely love it, and I love making people laugh, and I love the feeling when I get off stage and people come up to me and they're like, "Oh my god, you had." My husband crying. You had my wife crying like we were both crying. That is the best feeling in the world. So the only thing I want right now, the biggest thing is just to get back to a packed comedy club, not this social distance comedy club where people are spaced out. Because you know as well as I do, Rick, when you perform, nobody ever said, "Hey, man, I've only got about fifty percent of the club." I hope you're excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because you you, you you slightly unsubconsciously blame yourself. You look out and you go, "What happened?" And the and the truth is, I you know I've, we're for being on stage making people laugh bringing joy into the world now yeah. you've, been, you've been doing TV specials you've been doing a lot of that work it's an insight into you but it's it's you're being vulnerable you're up there exposing your truth mm-hmm. and that can't be cancelled you know that shouldn't be cancelled that's the reality listen thank you for coming on the show we're always welcome to Here in America keep up your fine work and keep defending Aurelio Bocanegra thanks Rick thank you alright talk to you soon brother you're listening to the Nahara in America podcast. Stay tuned. Something new is always happening. We'll be right back. In America. Welcome back to Nahara in America. Our next guest is Hollywood producer, actor, writer, entertainment host and director of the Palm Springs International Comedy Festival and Comedy Club, Mr. Paul Cruz. Paul, welcome to Nahara in America. 80. It's great to have you on the show. I mean you, Thank you for having me. you're like an amazing guy. I mean you've you've been a casting director, you've been a producer, a writer, a host, you've been everything. I mean, I get tired reading your, your <laughs> resume. You, you've you've done it all. It's amazing. That's funny. I mean, what would you say would be the number one reason for you to have done so much work? What kept you doing this? You, I mean, you've, um, you've reinvented yourself more times than Houdini. I mean, it's it's amazing. Casting director, <laughs> producer, host, director, everything. Yeah, that's funny. Um, you know what? I don't know. I think part of it is um, just
3: the love of wanting to do something creative. You know, mm-hmm. just having I mean, that creative bug inside you and wanting to continue to do, make art or create things. I, I guess the second thing is, you know, the minute I decided to do acting, it was like, okay, well, you know, at the time, there was not a lot of roles available for uh, people who Latin, but right? you had to just keep on You had you to, know, I mean, that that's true. The, it's uh, like, you,
0: you, what you've done is you've kind of subscribed to the belief that I believe it too, is that if there isn't a job for you, you will create one. And that's what you've done. You create a yeah. job every single time.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I've done some stuff out of entertainment that's a little crazy too. Well, tell me. So that's you know, when I was an actor, I took a job as a phone psychic for a while. <laughs> a I mean, phone I just psychic. you know, just crazy stuff. I was Courtney Love and Kurt Cobain's nanny for a while.
0: That would be crazy. That you would know, be I, really crazy. Yeah,
3: that was crazy for sure. <laughs> so you
0: were the you were the nanny to Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love, which. So yeah, well,
3: he had passed away at that time, but oh. yeah, Courtney Love um, lived across the street from me. And um, and then uh, my my friend who was a, a, a nanny for some celebrities, she's like, you should be a nanny because I was like, I, again, I was just, I was at that time I was an actor trying to pay my bills and mm-hmm. um, there wasn't a lot available. And so she was like, you should be a nanny. And I was like, uh, not really good with kids. She's like, yeah, you are. I see you. You're good with kids, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but aren't nannies like women? And she's like, no, they have some m- male nannies. And I'm mm-hmm. like, really? When? Where?
0: They're called nannies. She's like,
3: I'm going to talk to my agency. Yeah she's like I'm gonna talk to my agency and she's like you know and then she's like I'll, I'll give you permission. so then she calls and then they called me and then I, I talked to them and they're like well we have some options and so then they talked to me about the options and I was like well who's closest to me <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's good because
3: <laughs> you know people don't want to drive in LA right no,
0: no. driving's horrible
3: <laughs> so I was like well who's closest to me and they're like well we have somebody in your neighborhood actually and I was like where and they, they gave me the address and I was like oh that's like across the street and, and uh, they're like really and I was like yeah and they, I said who is it and They were like Courtney Love. Mm. And I was like, oh, well. I don't know. And they're like, um, they're like, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, a lot of crazy things about her. She's like, they're like, but you know, it's up to you, maybe you can go meet with them and then you could decide for yourself or whatever. And I was like, well, I don't, I'm not one to really, you know, fall into the gossip trap. So like, you know, people say a lot of bad things about people all the time. And no. I, you know, that's just, I don't, I choose not to leave that stuff unless I experience something for myself. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll go, I'll go meet her. So I went over and met her and I decided to take the job. And then I realized, wow. Oh. Everybody was right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've heard many of those stories too. You just go because you always <laughs> hope they'd say no, it's not true, you know. But it it, it just yeah.
3: You want to believe the best in people. I really. do. I
0: want to go. You know, Manson At was a good guy. Uh, you know, he, he's, he made him seem so bad, you know. But no, he was a bad guy. And and a lot of times, yeah. you, you hear these stories are pretty much they're they're many times true. It's uh, but right now you've been brought back to comedy with your comedy festival. Now you're being the puppet master, you're being the producer. What is that like?
3: Oh, my God, it's a struggle. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's been a struggle because this year in particular, with the whole situation of the pandemic, it's Mm -hmm. been really difficult because our festival was scheduled to take place in May, right? Yeah. So we were going to do it live in May here in Palm Springs, California. And then, of course, we couldn't because of the pandemic. So yeah. I knew early on, like in February, I think in February or March, I, I went. I was in Vegas. I went to go see my friend Lunel who's getting the breakthrough in comedy award this year. Mm-hmm. And she was headlining in Vegas, and so I went to go see her. And it was that weekend that the news was breaking. And I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? When I was coming back from Vegas, I heard the news that Coachella had postponed.
0: Yeah, because you go, Coachella got close. Something's really bad.
3: Yeah, and I'm like, oh, my God. So if this is happening, then, you know, I'm going to have to postpone as well. I postponed it to September, Mm -hmm. but then again, we're not looking good, so in uh late July early August um I made the decision to not do it. So we weren't going to do the festival. I was just going to cancel it. And then some friends of mine were like, "Oh, you should try to do it online and blah 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 blah." Yeah. And I'm like, "You think it'll work out that way?" I mean, I don't know. I was cuz I've never produced anything online like this before. It's like producing like the Emmys or something yeah. or the Oscars like online, you know, cuz we have a lot of performances. We have stand-up performances, you know, we have special shows that are themed comedy shows with, like, more pros, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. We have, like, Q&As, mm-hmm. you know, celebrity Q&A panels and industry panels. And then we have movie screenings because we have a whole film section. So uh-huh. We have movie screening with, like, some really big people in them. So we have a lot going on. <laughs> so all this stuff going on, but putting it online, and I've never done that. So it's it's been
0: interesting. Are you showing the, the classic cult comedy taco shop any chance it's a classic cult comedy called taco shop it's got yeah uh, no, I would love to. yes that would be, it's a classic cult comedy it's one of the one of the best films written in terms of comedy dealing with the taco shop so look for it it's oh really no cult, I would love to yeah because you know there was Downton Abbey which deals with, you know, yeah. big manor. This is Taco Shop, <laughs> which deals more with a smaller manor or a taco shop, if you will. Felipe Esparza yeah. has been in it. you got to check it out. I saw it recently. It made me crave tacos. did its job. So. <laughs> I love tacos. Who doesn't love
3: tacos?
0: Man? And so I appreciate what you're doing with with your Palm Springs Comedy Festival. We wish a great deal of luck. I think it'll work online. I mean, I'll definitely be coming. If you need me for anything, you just call me up. I'm there for you. That
3: would be awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. It's. Been a whirlwind of things since the first festival launched, and you know, and then Hard Rock pulling out, and then my dad and my grandmother passing <laughs> away. It was, it was like a very difficult first year. I told my assistant at the time, I was like, I hope like next year just goes smooth. Like, that's all I want. I don't want any drama or any problems or any bad things to happen. I just want everything to go smoothly. See, see how and well your, of course... your,
0: your prayers came true. Oh, wait, this, oh, wait, <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. Exactly. I, um, it, so the COVID happened. Oh, okay. That's a...
3: Yeah, then the, then the pandemic happened because what happened was, like I told you, I initially was I wanted it in September, and then we had to push it to November because the Hard Rock yeah. left the city, and you know I had, had we had to regroup and make some changes, and so in that time we needed some time to do that. So we pushed it to November, but I never wanted it in November because people are focusing yeah. on the holidays. And well, November I see. Yeah, they're
0: eating turkey. They're choking, laughing. It's not a good combo. Uh, yeah, and uh, they're
3: already preparing for Christmas. It's like a, a lot going on. So I didn't want it in November, but we had it anyways because I didn't want to let people down. You know, So we had it in November, and it was great. We got you know some good celebrities, and we, you know, we, got, we gave the Stanley Kramer Mad World Comedy Award to Jane Fonda's film book club that Bill Holderman and Aaron Sims produced mm-hmm. and wrote, um, which was fantastic huge film that year um and we gave a comedian of the year to Kathy Griffin that was a really interesting time because you know we were getting like a lot of backlash for that and we were getting a lot of some protests and stuff like that and
0: they're um, actually you know, protesters crazy man yeah. you've gone through death COVID plague protesters it's like you keep standing Paul so I just got to <laughs> salute you you're going America salute for fortitude I mean you you've stuck it out there's nothing can stop you from comedy. Yeah. You'd be...
3: It's funny because, like, I understand people were upset about what she did, and that's mm-hmm. not why we were honoring her, though. But, I mean, again, going back to what you were saying earlier about comedy and what I was saying about how we, you know, comedy is always kind of laughing at things and making fun of things have, has always kind of made me feel better. It was a way of me taking a bad situation and giving it some levity. You know what I mean? So, I just wish people would understand, like when comedians are doing jokes, mm. you may not always think it's funny, and i I may not always think it's funny either, but people have a variety of different approaches to their comedy and the way they do comedy, and I may not always agree with it, but I don't always agree with politicians either. you know what i mean
0: well i i don't I don't think comedy you're supposed to agree with. I think it has to be truthful and it's gonna elicit a yeah. response, and if it's true, you're gonna laugh. And it's part of yeah. being brave in comedy is you tell the truth on stage and audiences hear that. And the most revealing the comedy, yeah. the bigger the laughs. You know, when we talk about Lunell, comedians like her and other comedians I've seen, I mean, their vulnerability, their ability to tell the truth and to tell their story is what sets them apart. And that's what an audience looks and goes, that's a brave performer. And that's what you have.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: Continue success, Paul. Anything you need from me, Naharan America is there for you because we need more comedy. That's the number one thing. So keep telling your jokes, we do. keep presenting the comedians, and good luck to you. Thanks for coming on, Naharan America.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate
0: it. You got it, buddy. Thank you. That was Paul Cruz in Naharan America, and we'll be back. Listen to Naharan America on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Our next guest on The in America is a good friend and a great comedian. You've seen him on Showtime. You've seen him on The Tonight Show. He's an incredible comedian and an incredible man. Ladies and gentlemen, Willie Barsena. <laughs> How you doing, Willie?
4: <laughs> I'm doing great, bro. We're doing, doing fantastic under the circumstances.
0: Oh, yeah. Saying, well, I mean, I've known you for years. I mean, we we start off just, <laughs> just two teenage kids in Menudo. And look who we're doing now.
4: <laughs> I like the way you put years. It makes it sound like... a like, it's not that long Because I think it
0: sounds long When you say decades Yeah, yeah, decades <laughs> does sound pretty long Because we can actually say that Well, I mean, hey it's like, Decades is good we, You know, we got we got a history You know, that's beautiful I Right, mean, right My dad took five kids in one bedroom They were in the other bedroom Probably making more kids And all of a sudden They end up with a five-bedroom house He built it That's right. that's the Mexican way You know, we'll do that And I right. I think what right. this is What well, I'm saying is Get out and vote And at least Because if you don't vote Someone's going to vote for you You know, and, and that's that's my feeling, but I res—I respect No, my- but you know what?
4: I'd have to respectfully disagree okay. because you said that's the Mexican way, but honestly, it's really the immigrant way. If you look at any immigrants, even right now, immigrants coming from China, they have like eight people in a room yeah. and then they all make money and, and little by little they, you know, buy some property or just get themselves together or, or, you know, go back to and any immigrants that come have to go through that struggle.
0: No, it, you're right. Yeah. It, it is the immigrant way that that you come here with a little and then you make more. We're all immigrants in this country, you know. Right, everyone. But all I'm saying is we've experienced the immigrant experience. I mean, you did with directly. You went as a kid coming over across from Mexico. I I dealt with it with my grandparents. You know, when they crossed the border, my grandfather said there wasn't a border. And it was right. He came from Chihuahua to New Mexico, and there wasn't a border. In fact, the Border Patrol was created to keep out Chinese, not Mexicans. That's how it first started. Right.
4: I'll take it to you to teach me, you know, (laughs) give me a really good... History lesson. I know where this is going, bro. We're going to end up talking about the Mayans. You're going to school me. I'm going <laughs> to bring out my notepad. <laughs> <practice. laughs>
0: no, man. Listen, you know, what, man? If, you know, how many times, like, we would go to some really rowdy clubs, and I think you are much better at that than I was.
4: When I started comedy, I would do comedy anywhere, bro. Yeah. It's just I had to survive. If I went to East L.A. and did comedy, it's because nobody would give us a place to work. So if you came and you sucked, that's because you weren't willing to, like, uh, talk— with them you talked at them yeah. and me as a Chicano that grew up in Bo Heights, and then and then grew up in Silver Lake which Silver Lake wasn't what Silver Lake used to be trust me this was gentrification is the last 15-20 years I but, lived in Silver Lake
0: um, I know what you're talking about but, but,
4: but I would go to your city to mm-hmm. your town and I did the improvs man mm-hmm. so I had to learn to perform for them and then I could still go to South Central to the Comedy Act Theater and perform for all blacks I knew how to make a connection first you yeah. know, so, so so they can hear me out. But well, I, I mean, I couldn't go up there and do the same set I had done three days before at the Improv on Melrose with Bud Friedman.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: It's having like uh, being the able audience. to adapt. I mean, survival skills. Hey, I dig this. I dig the vibe. I like. I, you know what? Because I work all over the country and sometimes I'll see an audience and and, and they'll go to a comedy club and they're just pissed, man. They're like, like, make me laugh. Hope he makes me laugh. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, I mean, it's like being gay and going to a bar. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, why do that? you know, because life's too short, you know, I don't know, I don't know, to me, today people take care of themselves too much, man, there's people in their 80s that that go jogging, they eat right, they don't eat meat, you know, things. I'm like, why you're 80, man, you've made it, you know what I mean you're 80 years old, man, do some <laughs> man. you know, right, you know, have you ever seen an 8 year old guy in shape and an 8 year old guy that's not in shape, huh, they both look like People want to live forever now. People don't want to die, right? There's, there's people that if, you, if you're healthy, you eat right, you can live to be 100. Man, you know what, 100, man. You know, I want to be like 80, 85, peace out. You know what I mean? You know I want to die grandpa old. I don't want to be creepy old, you know? Right, have you ever seen a five-year-old when he sees his great-great-grandparent, huh? Huh, they freak out, man. They're like, oh, they're melting. You know, and honestly, I, I don't understand. There's a guy who tries to make being 100 cool every day. All right, this guy, this guy's name's Willard Scott. Every day he's, he has somebody else. Today we have Anne-Marie from Iowa. You know, she's 100. You know, happy birthday from Smuckers, right? And they always show her, right? We have Anne-Marie, you know, and you can see her, and she's, like, barely alive, right? Like, all right. All right. She's a tiger, this one, you know, Her hobbies are breathing, man, if I live to be 100, like accidentally, you know, if by accident live to be 100, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rob a bank, man. That's going to be my present to me. You you don't think I'm crazy? I'm wearing diapers. The cops show up, you know, did you rob a bank? I don't remember. What are you going to do? Put me away for a long time? You know, you know where I dig the elderly? Because a lot of times the elderly are grouchy, right? You know where I like them? In Vegas, man. Like, you ever seen the elderly in Vegas? They walk around, they got a cigarette in one hand, right? Beer in the other. They're dragging an oxygen tank, right? (laughs) Right? You know, death is behind them. Come on, it's over, right? (laughs) That's the way I want to go out, man. When I'm old like that, I want to get a heart attack in Vegas. No, I, I, by the way, I, I love Vegas, man. I love, that's one thing. I, I'm not a poker guy because I don't have a poker face. You know what I mean? I, like, I get a good hand, I'm like, yeah! You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> man, I like blackjack because if I'm going to lose, I want to lose now. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? You know what I think about, you know what I like about Vegas? You know, it's funny, because Vegas, you know, there's no clocks anywhere, man. And no light gets in or out. Like, you're at a bar in Vegas, man. You know what I mean? You, you can be in there forever. You don't even know it.
0: You're a great comedian. I've, 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 in fact, you did that Showtime special, Legally Brown. If I remember, uh,
4: they are with you. We did that show together, yes, man. I, yeah. For your listeners, man, I have three of my specials are on Amazon Prime. They're all there. I got so I got three one hour specials there, man, that, that I'm proud of. And you can see the evolution if you watch them chronologically. You know.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, that's the thing is, is I, I remember. I mean, look, we, we were we were young guys starting out. I was living in, in Silver Lake, and yeah, and uh, you know, you were living in Silver Lake too. And we'd we'd go do comedy and, and yeah, different forms. I mean, I always respected you a great deal as a comedian. I mean, I was always a, no, a big, well, <laughs> big fan. It,
4: it goes, you know, it, it, it goes the same for me because I've gone and watched your work, and I always thought they always had me laughing, man. It's, just, it's a different creative process, yeah. But I, 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 I enjoy what you do, brother. Oh, you thank know? you.
0: So. Thank you. No, I, well, I, I think that's the great thing about Nowhere in America is I get to bring on people that honestly I admire and I want to talk to. And our comedy, and your comedy especially, really takes a sting out and shows a humanity of who you are. Because one thing about you on, on stage, Willie, is you're always truthful, man. You have always been truthful. And that's what I love about you. Yeah. It's, it's like...
4: Well, thank you, man. I didn't realize to, after all these years i said and done, but it really was therapy for me without me even knowing. And the, the, the fact that I get to entertain people. And listen, man, there's there's no secret. I mean, we before, before we even got on the phone, you said to me, "Hey Willie, I'm not gonna ambush you." Um, we know that. Uh, you know, I I I've done some stuff in my career where I have blown up bridges. You know, mm-hmm. I can't blame it all on society. I can't blame it all on the way I was raised. I gotta, you know, I I gotta take some some responsibility for you know a lot of that that I did because there was times where I could have some opportunities. But, my temper, you know, yeah. you see my temper got in the way, and and you know I, I would revert back to how I was raised, you know yeah. how I managed things, you know, growing up, so so I just had that one gear. And then, and then you get older, you get wiser, and you raise uh, a family, and 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 you, you realize that that you know, uh, there's a thousand other ways to communicate.
0: Yeah, but I, but know? I'll say this about you: is that I've always known you to be a really stand-up guy, uh, a great comedian, and I I know I've, I've watched you pour your love into your boys, like you know, coaching them, everything else like that. So. I, I have nothing but applause for you, and I think there's more to come, and you're going to be surprised because there's going to be more coming your way, and that's my prediction. And I'm always right.
4: I appreciate that, bro. Those, those, those are loving words, and and I and I take them with a lot of love. Thank you, man.
0: Well, thank you for coming on Here in America, and you know, get your get your your CDs at Amazon Prime, correct?
4: No, no. Um, my my three specials are on there. If your listeners go on Amazon Prime and just pull up my name, all the specials that I've done are there. And, right. uh, and I appreciate you, man And uh, love, success And uh, I, I hope soon we, we can come out of the shadows
0: Well, listen, <laughs> when, when this COVID's done Me and you are going to do a We should do an all-star Taco Tuesday Absolutely, bro Well, I kind of like tacos seven days a week So <laughs> we can right. do a taco week <laughs> Taco week, all right. a week of tacos Alright, all brother, right. thanks for coming on right, America, Willie Barsena, everybody right, Willie Barsena, thank you Thank you, bro you're listening to the Nahara in America podcast, the podcast that isn't afraid to tell it like it is to people who aren't afraid to hear like it is. Join us next week for more on Nahara in America.